Oh, you know those left turns. Got rid of the cameras. Play. Welcome back, listeners, to episode six of Everywhere We Go. I'm your host, Will Corsellis, and today I'm joined by Henry John. Hello, Will. How are you doing, mate? Buzzing, mate. Um, first few weeks at my new job, Yeah. Um, but I haven't been on the podcast for a while, but I'm buzzing to be back on, mate. And uh, I've also got Ollie Radford in the room with me. Hello, William. How are you doing, mate? Really good. Great day today. Fresh. Transfer deadline day. Best day of the year. Too I'd many rumours going around. Honestly. honestly, Chelsea have been linked to half of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> You've signed Willian. We've signed Willian. Uh, we'll touch on that. Signed well a new left back. Getting in a few new players. You may even stay up. <sighs> well, I've actually got a stat about staying up, oh. which uh, I will talk about. We'll get later. to Fulham. Don't worry, Ollie. Yes. Our friend Felix is in the room with us today. He's not on the pod. Give us just give us a shout, Felix. No? no, no, he's a bit shy, listeners. Yeah. If you had, if you're a long-term listener, yeah, you'll if you, actually if you, if you remember. Listen, if you listen back in the Mixcloud days, you'll know Felix was our first ever producer. Yeah, um, was that episode one? It sure. was. Episode one. No. Anyway, listeners, um, game week six approaches uh, after these midweek fixtures, and uh, let's dive in. This is only the beginning. First on the board, Ollie, the Merseyside derby. Yes, William. You know who's been doing well recently? Go on. Anthony Gordon. Shock. You know who's not been, my, been in my team recently? Let me guess. Go on. Anthony, Anthony Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. Well, you let him go, Will. I did let him go. But in the last two games, he's been absolutely brilliant, obviously. He's got two goals, uh, six points, followed by an eight-pointer. But I think Everton coming up against Liverpool here, Henry, it's going to be tough. Wow, you just fear any team that goes against Liverpool now. I mean, 9-0 against Bournemouth. Um, like They look electric right now, clinical. Um, they weren't at their brilliant best, however, against Newcastle. That midfield is still very much a problem for them, Yeah, I think. I know they've signed Arta Mello uh, in midfield to come on and replace some of their injured key players, but uh, I still don't think they're really firing at the races at no. the minute. I don't think this will be... Um, as much of a walkover as people think. One thing to note uh, about uh, Liverpool is that everything goes through Harvey Elliott, mate. Yeah. Every single yeah. thing. He may not uh, be like involved in goal contributions and stuff like that, but every he connects midfield to attack brilliantly. Mm. Um, and he's been um, yeah. exceptional. I put up a poll on the Twitter last week, uh, Guedes or Harvey Elliott, and it was Guedes convincingly. I think it was like 75%. And I did end up dropping Harvey Elliott However, I mean, Ollie, obviously, you know him from back in his old Fulham days. Yeah. What a player he is. Oh, the man's a baller. <laughs> I think there was undeniable talent there. Him and uh, Fabio Carvalho, who obviously got the winner yeah. on the week, on the, sorry, midweek games. But, um, yeah, I, I, I watch on and I feel like a like a proud dad, almost. <laughs> it's very bizarre watching watching those two just ball out at Liverpool. And now. what about Carvalho? Would you consider picking him up? Or is that just because of injuries that he's playing? No, just because of injuries. I mean, he, he's a phenomenal talent and definitely one to keep an eye on. But I think with uh, with this season, I mean, maybe this game week because Henderson's injured. Arthur's obviously come in. Do I think he's going to go straight into a Merseyside derby? I don't know. Mm. Um, so mm. maybe. I think Fabio will get minutes in this game, but I don't know if he'll... How many? Nunes will be back for this game week, though. Exactly. I'm, I'm not sure he'll start. Then Firmino's done all, done quite well. He's uh, got into yeah. the rhythm again that he showed in previous couple of seasons. So I think he'll start with Nunes um, to come on. Obviously Jota coming back in the next couple of game weeks as well. So 
can't really see. Well, if you were a Firmino owner, Henry, what would you do? Trade him away. Yeah. Yeah, his value won't be as high as it will be right now at mm. any stage of the season. Trade trade him away. I think for you some... could probably get someone even like Bamford, who's just been injured himself. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's, actually, he's just coming trade. back now. You know, if a Bamford owner is getting a bit annoyed and you, you can always pull on, he does get injured a lot, doesn't he? And someone's there like, oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. You know, and Firmino starting week in, week out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. Recently, Henry, you were involved in a blockbuster trade. Oh, God. It's been um, the bane of my life. It was, it was uh, <laughs> Salah and Laporte yeah. for Sterling and Cancelo. Yeah. Oh, it's How- been tough, mate. It's been <laughs> tough. So basically. Um, I thought I'd mug Stefan off completely with that. I thought I'm taking Salah here. Yeah. Sterling's done nothing, niche, absolute niche, yeah. the first three or four game weeks. And so I'm thinking Salah's obviously most valuable player in the game. Um, Sterling not done great. I've definitely won that part of it. But the only problem was that Laporte was going to be coming back in the next couple of weeks or whatever, according to the fancy app. Yeah. However, they've pushed that back a month. So he's not back until October. Cancelo's balled out this game week. Sterling's got three goals in two games. And Salah's like not done great at all. So I've uh, had a net loss in that trade well, recently. You say that, Henry, but Salah has the highest XG and XA in Liverpool, uh, 2.3 and 1.6. I mean, his slow start, he, his points so far have been 12, 2, 8, 3, and then 10. So he's not exactly like no. this. This is falling what I, This is what I was going to say. I know, I know we're, you know, you're saying that. He's the fourth overall point scorer so far this season, <laughs> yeah. Salah. And it's one of those things which is mad to even think about because I only realised that today that he's fourth points overall. Yeah. And I was like, Salah's had a pretty poor season, which is obviously what Henry's going off because it mm. almost feels like that. But I he just... has this knack of like, like, like the first game of the season... I bring it up. I brought it up last last time on the pod as well. Fulham two two. Salah gets a goal and assist in that, and he was you didn't see him all game. Mm. You wouldn't even know he was on the pitch, but you look at fantasy wise, and he's got a goal and assist. You're just like, yeah. what? Like he got two assists, I think it was in the Newcastle game. I didn't notice him the whole game, but he's come out with two assists. Yeah. What killed me was that nine nil against Bournemouth. I was at the Chelsea Leicester game. My phone yeah. kept buzzing with notifications. 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, 9-0. I'm like, surely Salah's involved here somewhere. No, nowhere. Nothing. I think actually uh, this would be a good time to trade for Salah, if anything. Yeah, because I've seen a lot on the, on the Twitter people saying getting rid of Salah yeah. or, you know, do I get rid of him? You know, people aren't, for some reason, that up on Salah at the moment, but I think you definitely should be. So, Looking at the fixtures coming up with Wolves at home, Chelsea away, Brighton at home. I think, you know, that's some good fixtures for them yeah. to uh, really crack on and Salah to get some points. Are we going to big up Everton at all a little bit? No. No. Is there anybody you want to talk about from Everton? I mean, I, I like the look of Damari Gray. Okay, yeah. I, I think he looks brilliant. Marginally offside goal, I yeah, think it was. Yeah, I was gutted for him because he needs that little bit of luck, a yeah. little bit of breakthrough. It will be with the assist for Gordon as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Great occupying ball. a new position in Ev- Everton, more responsibility on the ball. I just don't... Just statistically, they're just awful. I mean, they're 12th in XG, which is I find actually pr- pretty surprising considering what they've got up top. They're third worst in ex- expected goals against. So whenever you see someone that's got Ever- Everton defenders, I just assume... One thing to maybe keep an eye on is that Frank Lampard was bemoaning his uh, lack of strikers up front. Yeah. Um, and so he's saying that Neil Morpé will start on the weekend. So, I don't know, Everton getting a striker in. Could be worth Getting it. some minutes while Catalan Lewin is out injured. Yeah. That's yeah. Joey Burge's team coming together finally. Speaking of informed strikers right now, let's move to Spurs against Fulham.
Ollie, off the back of a massive 2-1 win against Brighton at home. Yep. Convincing. How are you feeling for the Spurs game? Do you know what? I think most other teams I'd be excited for. (laughs) But Spurs, I mean, they've not looked convincing. But you look at the underlying stats and they just are good. Yeah. They've got their third in uh, expected goals against with 4.8. And they've got two clean sheets in three games already this season. Mm. Fulham 17th for expected goals against. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people expect. I think this is set up perfectly for Fulham. If you watch Spurs against Wolves, Wolves sat back as Fulham will on the Mm. weekend, hit them on the counter. Fulham got pacey wingers. They've got a better striker than obviously Wolves do as well. I think they'll give Spurs a really tough game. I think one thing to bear in mind is that Benton Kerr normally in the midfield is the one that sort of takes it under pressure and relieves that for them. And he's out injured at the moment. Yeah. So Basuma is going to be in there. Mitrovic expected goals for the seasons already on 4.4. Yeah. Obviously, he's the man to have. But Andreas Pereira with an expected assist of 0.8, taking the set pieces as well. Definitely looking very to good. If, you, if he's on the waiver wire. Oli, you're a son owner. Yeah. Do you think he starts this weekend? Yes, I think he starts purely because Conte came out, I think it was after the game on the weekend, not this midweek game. But he got asked about, oh, are you thinking about dropping Son? And he just went, absolutely not. Mm. He said, Son is starting. If anything, Kulisevsky. I mean, Kulisevsky was the one that got hooked midweek. So for, I think it was Richarlison that came on. Yeah. So I think Son's going to be the one playing. I mean, he's got an expected goals of 1.3. It just hasn't been coming off at the moment, really, for him. Uh, I'm feeling very good about the Sun, his Sun performance this week. Um, so good, in fact, that he's going to be my nailed on this week, Ollie. Wow. I think he's going to um, absolutely batter Fulham. Wow. But I'm, I'm not, and on that topic, I'm not actually sure about all this Sun slating at the moment. I mean, I've got a trade here on Reddit. Um, yeah. Would you trade Odegaard and St. Maximan for Sun and Grealish? Uh, personally, I would not. Mm. Um, Odegaard I think has had an amazing start to the season I don't see that letting up I think he's going to carry on being there so yeah. Maximin as well is up there for one of the, the highest for expected assists this season Newcastle being so attacking they've now got Izak there as well Yeah, I think it's brilliant the, the Son I think will come good the issue for me is it's just Grealish. Grealish Yeah, I just don't know at the moment I mean the thing before Beginning of the season, the real questions you had in your head with Greedish was, is Greedish, Foden, Mares, what combination of the three are they going to use? Yeah. And we'll get on to City later, but watching the City game that just went, Julian Alvarez. Is, um, yeah. Oh yeah. my God. But no, I think Sun is going to do really well this week. Um, Spurs have got City away, Leicester at home and Arsenal away coming up, so some tough fixtures for them. Uh, Fulham on the other hand, have got Chelsea next, followed by Forest and Newcastle. But moving on to United against Arsenal. Will, Arsenal United, you're at the Arsenal game this uh, yesterday, wasn't it? I was indeed. And the Emirates is absolutely bouncing at the moment. I have, is it? I do have to say. That little ultra section <laughs> you have at the back. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on there. However... Yeah. You're not um, involved? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not I thought, Nick, I thought no. you were the one on the drum. <laughs> nah, nah. I'm, I was actually high up in the upper tiers. However, yeah, the atmosphere in there is amazing right now. Yeah, Arsenal had an absolutely dominant performance against Villa midweek. Um, Villa are awful, but we were just we were just popping it around them. They could barely get close to the ball. They had four shots, uh, three of which were on target. But honestly, they never looked threatening the whole game. How good is Martinelli, mate? Oh, my Martinelli God. Martinelli is... So good, mate. What I want to talk about is Will getting so, so, I don't know, wrapped up in the emotion of the occasion. <laughs> Sending a message into the group chat. 
claiming Martinelli is going to be a first round pick next year. I wouldn't be surprised. You are. I, I, I really, replied I think, to that saying he's he, not even in my top three okay, at Arsenal. I think he's going to. I think he's going to score more than fifteen goals this season. Yeah, but is he in your top three at Arsenal? I think he'll be the top point scorer well, apart from Jesus. I think he'll Jesus? be the second most. So yeah. you take him over Saka? Yeah, probably. Yeah. This season, I think he'll do better, and therefore next season, I wouldn't be surprised at all. And you take him over, I don't know, whoever nails down realistically that left back spot. You take. I him don't over think there will be a nail down one of that left back wow. spot. Anyway, mentioning Saka, Saka had a little bit of a quiet game last night. Um, I know there's a lot of worry about him and his current form. He's had a very quiet start to the season. Yeah, I mean, he's got two assists and he's played very well. He's, it's not, with Saka, it's not like, uh, when it gets concerning with these sort of wingers is when they just don't, when they're barely getting the ball, they're really being left out of the game, they're not really being involved. When Saka gets the ball, he's still able to beat like three players and create a chance. It's just the end product right right now, which isn't falling. And I don't know if it's to do with fatigue, but um, be Saka owners just, just continue with him. Mm. Um, as you mentioned, obviously Martinelli is a no-brainer for this week. Jesus is a no-brainer for this week. But with the injuries, so we've got Party and El Nenny definitely out. Odegaard and Ramsdale went uh, down. Odegaard actually went off the pitch. Ramsdale continued. Yeah, you're seeing Ramsdale's definitely starting. Yeah, hopefully. The and then Zinchenko should also be back. So I imagine we'll play Lekonga in midfield again. But yeah, obviously uh, Arsenal doing very well right now. Tomiyasu got some minutes towards the end, which could be interesting. Jesus think- formidable. Yeah, I think there were moments when we do have the ball when having Ben White there is a, is a little bit of... It just takes away from the attack a little bit. Like, only this slightly. what I've said. But it will do. Against those top yeah. teams, you need that attacking threat. But he's solid and he can play that position very well. But mm. those t- small margins are gonna what's going to cost Arsenal. Yeah, so I think, honestly, I've been saying it for a few weeks, when Tommy Astor gets back on the team, definitely try and pick him up. United, on the other hand, uh, off the back of two wins... Um, obviously, having a having a very big transfer window. Ollie, what have you made of it? Uh, I think it's been good for them. Anthony coming in, I think, is a great signing. Mm-hmm. Casemiro's going to come in. I think screen in front of that defence will only make it more solid. Yeah. So everybody re- running to get their United defenders back in after <laughs> transferring them out after week two. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I thought it was very rash after the Liverpool game for everybody to get the players back in. But now seeing Casemiro in there, I think they will have a better block in front of them. So I think more clean yeah. sheets will be on the way. But this, will we'll be, this will be an interesting game for fantasy. I want to ask you guys quickly, for those that are at the bottom of the... Um, and I'm sure we'll we'll touch on this on next week's episode, early next week when we talk about the transfer special. But who who would you take over Anthony or Aubameyang? I'm going to go Anthony. I'd go I, Aubameyang. Wow. Uh, Why is that, Henry? I just think Anthony will start every game for United have more responsibility on the ball and be more involved in goals mm-hmm. assists and goals whereas I think Aubameyang is really touch and go with how he's going to go yeah. um, for me I don't think he is what Chelsea needed um, I know he's a goal scorer and whatever but Chelsea needed a playmaker someone to put them on the plate yeah. for Aubameyang and at the moment Chelsea have zero playmakers mm. Mason Mount's not cutting it at the moment ZX off Pulisic not playing Midfielders are injured. I mean, I, I just don't see where the service is going to come for yeah. Bamiyan, really. A good comparison to Anthony, I think, statistically, is Mares. Anthony got, only got eight goals and four assists in 23 games last season, but he's an elite percentile for shots per 90 at 4.08. Mares, by comparison, has 3.22. I mean, obviously, they're in different systems, but I think that's an interesting stat. Anthony could be a massive pickup for people. Dalo's done really well yeah. for United as well. Great assist against Southampton, um, bombing down that right flank. Um, definitely be picking him up as well. Yeah, this will be an interesting game for both sides. 
Good racing weather at Aintree, and more than a quarter of a million people are here to see the biggest event of the Chasing Camel. This week on Henry's Lump Jobs. Um, I say that with a bit of a solemn voice tone, Will. Right. Um, really, uh, this segment is down the pan. Um, no, it's not. To be quite frank. <laughs> I know. I'm trying. I need a win. I haven't, I haven't won a bet since July, so maybe it's not good. Don't say uh, that on air. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bet on this, but I am still going to anyway. Um, four losses in a row. We're looking to change that luck around. Yeah. Only doing a treble. Okay. Three teams to win. Back to basics. And, yeah. and two of them are bankers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay, we're going Brighton to beat Leicester at home. Oh, yeah. Okay. Needed second opinions, yeah. right? Surely that's happening. I'm okay with that. Newcastle to beat Palace at home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then City to beat Villa away. Uh, definitely. Okay, wow. so that is four to one. Wow. Ten pounds on that, 50 quid back. Wow. That, we're in the green for the year. I like uh, this one. I'm if we do, if we do that lump job. So ten pounds on that pays for the weekend beers. <laughs> Lovely stuff, Henry. Well done. Cheers. Where are you drinking? But anyway, moving on to the London derby. It's Chelsea against West Ham. Henry, Chelsea yeah. against West Ham. Oh, well. This is the big, the old firm game. I sort of refrain from coming on the podcast whenever <laughs> Chelsea's done. Shambolic. Um, but no, honestly, dreadful performance midweek. Um, as soon as I saw Reese James wasn't starting. I was Worried. Like, head down. I was like, we're going to really struggle here. In both defence and attack, he's our only world-class player. Carries the team. Thankfully, he's back in training. Yeah. Um, so that's good news. But... This is a massive game for Chelsea, pivotal for our season, I believe, as well. With United playing Arsenal, United maybe dropping points, Liverpool going away to Goodison Park. There's maybe a time for Chelsea to pick up some points yeah. uh, on our rivals, um, and we really need to win this game. I mean, ov- obviously, this probably hurts for you, but um, what have you made of Sterling's uh, rena- renaissance? I mean, I know he's come up with the goods and produced like some good goal involvements and stuff like that. Uh-huh. However, watching him against Leicester and Southampton, like I just he just doesn't cut the mustard for me. Really, like I know like he's been like got a lot of ball responsibility, been involved in goals and stuff like that. But for me, he's not what um, Chelsea are desiring for uh, at the minute. I know he's our most attacking, most efficient attacker right now, but yeah. he needs help, really, from the midfield. What surprised me, Henry, is that Chelsea are 10th in expected goals against at the moment. I know, mate. Like Losing Christensen and Rudiger is obviously a bigger void than we have filled currently yeah. at the minute. I mean, you're thinking Koulibaly coming in. Everyone talked of him as being the, the stalwart of Europe that Napoli wouldn't let go of him. I thought him coming to Chelsea would mm. sort of fill that gap that Rudiger had left, but... He's been very shaky. I mean, I know he scored against Tottenham and had a good performance, but he was at fault for Kane's equaliser, red card against uh, against Leeds, yeah, and then didn't have a great game against Southampton as well. Like turned his body away from uh, an Adam Armstrong shot. Mm. Um, so I mean, we're looking very shaky, but with the Fafana signing coming in, I'm a bit more optimistic now. Good point. Good point. Just quickly, uh, um, a question on Reddit trade suggestion. Getting in uh, James for Robertson, what do you think of that? Uh, One million percent. I mean, Robertson has yet to register a single big chance involvement for Liverpool this season. His expected goals involvement has halved from last season. Wow. And he got subbed early during midweek yeah. this week as well. James has expected assists as top for Chelsea at 1.1 this season as well. Mm. Mm. No, James is the outstanding um, yeah. right back in the Premier League. Could be sure. could be the top scoring defender this season. But yeah. Ollie, quickly, um, what do you think? Of, what do you make of West Ham? Uh, improved performance, I'd say. 
um, in their draw, 1-1. Suchek is the standout for me from that game. Was He's now f- top for West Ham for XG at nice. 1.3. Uh, he's getting into the box a lot more this season. Um, Something he didn't is, do last season. Yeah, he didn't do last season. He did it two seasons ago. Yeah. And he seems to be back doing it um, now. So that's obviously good to see. So he could be he could be someone to get in if you're really looking for a fifth choice midfielder or something like that. He'll start I, every game. I could game. do that. Yeah, he starts every game. Um, and obviously he's getting into the box again. So I think this is going to be a low scoring game, though, yeah. in all honesty. Not a lot of goals in this at all. 1 0. Yeah. Chelsea, I'm going for, really. Moving on to a game which will probably be very high scoring, Villa against City. Well, Villa City. As I mentioned, Ollie, Villa were dreadful against Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, um, the worrying thing for me is that they, you know, it's it's kind of a a caricature of bad teams that doesn't really mean anything but with Villa it actually does they have no identity they have no structure of how they play no tactics no it's how I I understand that they're trying to play Watkins and Ings and then change change when they go against harder teams but it's they were useless Buendia is meant to be their best player he was anonymous Coutinho benched as well Coutinho bench came on for the last half an hour didn't do anything I mean Watkins I, I barely remember him playing honestly they were, and the most um, striking thing as well is that Dinier and Cash are two fantasy stalwart fullbacks, and they were they were useless. But you look at their games after City, though. Well, Leicester away, Southampton yeah. home, Leeds away. I, those are those are games that Villa are going to be expecting to pick up points in. I just I just don't I just don't back them defensively at all. I mean, I just think they're very poor. I mean, they were playing against Arsenal, um, to be fair. And yeah, maybe maybe you can bet with the with the uh, upcoming fixtures. But if you drop them for City this week. I doubt they'll be picked up. Um, I think you take a gamble on them. Maybe. And trade for them. Trade for them? Yeah. Oh, trade no. for them. They're so low right now. Buy Villa stocks. I mean, uh, After this week? No, no. For this week. And then bench them this week. And then put them in for Leicester away, Southampton at home, Leeds away. That That is their season there. And that is Gerald's job there. Yeah. They're going to be all guns blazing. Digne and Cash are pivotal to their attack. Yeah. Maybe. I'd, I'd be going yeah. for them. I mean, to be fair, if someone had offered me literally a biscuit for Matty Cash last week, I would have taken it. No, so, exactly. Like... You can get them on the cheap right now. Do it. Take a punt. Fifth choice defender. If it doesn't pay off, move on to the next. The fact that Diego Carlos has their fourth highest XG this season just says it all. I mean... Bloody hell. How... He's only played... Can he only play this <laughs> two games? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but quickly, I mean, moving on to City. I mean, what what more can you say about them? Harlan, nine goals from 6.6 XG, Oli. The 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 man is well, I mean not even just the man but the whole team you're gonna have to get the bleep machine out there f- joke mate like genuinely they are a, I watched the game yeah. um against Forest oh my god like I don't I Forest I think had one attack may maybe yeah that I can remember can we just fast forward to next season already I mean league done like come on <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's it, unbelievable it, 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 do, do you know do you know what was funny is you if you looked at the lineup at the end of that City game I think they had about half of the players were probably from their academy like they just started subbing on these kids like this 17 year old came on and played centre back so what what is going on like John John Stones came on I, this is someone I want to talk about John Stones played so well did he I mean obviously it's a lesser team but they played a 3-5-2 that game um, 
Walker was playing right centre-back, Stones in the middle, and Diaz was left centre-back, and Cancelo was just left wing, basically. <laughs> it's something very interesting to think about, is that Laporte's obviously out, Ake's out, they've signed this new centre-back, but he's young. Apparently he makes a lot of mistakes, and Dortmund wanted to get rid of him because of that issue. But that's because he's sort of... It's almost like when John Stones was at Everton, he makes mistakes because he's trying to be bold on the ball. So I think Pep's sort of seeing him as someone he can, you know, teach and nurture and get into that. But John Stones, I think, actually may be... I'm going to put put it out there. John Stones and Diaz is going to be the sense back partnership. First choice for City this season. I'm gutting for my Laporte trade. Which is what, which <laughs> is is what, which is what the sense back partnership was two years ago when yeah. they won the league. Yeah. One thing that was striking, though, from the game, Will, is Alvarez. I know. I mean, come into the season, you're thinking it's either Haaland or Alvarez starting up top. He played up front with Haaland and he was exceptional. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't think those two could combine so well. Yeah. But his finishing was unbelievable. Um, it just seemed seamless. Like me. any half chance and he was getting it, like taking it. Yeah. I mean, if he's still around the wave wise, we, we mentioned him last week saying to pick him up. But if he's still there, I mean, obviously try and pick him up. Lots of strikers going at the moment. Um, just quickly though, Sergio Gomez came on for Cancelo. Could be one to keep an eye on. He was good when he came on. And just just general, just general people, people. Stop putting Rodri in your teams, okay? Yeah, what is well, this I don't this understand. What, why? Why? Rodri. For, if you have Rodri in your team and Jorginho, Suchek and Neves are out there, which are similar players to him, but take set pieces, penalties, etc. Don't have Rodri in your team because he plays the City. He's going to score two no. goals this season and that'll be it. Um, City though they've got Spurs Wolves and United coming up Villa as we mentioned Leicester Samson and Leeds Uh, but moving on to Brentford against Leeds Henry 3pm overcast Gunnersbury Sun Um, you'll be working I'll be working I'll stop in Hounslow (laughs) Brentford against Leeds, Henry. Yeah. How do you think? How do you feel about this one? Um, goals. Really? Good goals in this one. Both leaky defences. Both um, great attacking wise. Um, I feel goals in this one. Will you shaking your head there? Or yeah, as Brentford and Leeds are both joint seventh best expected goals against. Really? Yeah. Well, they haven't kept many clean sheets. They've only kept Leeds have kept one, and Brentford have kept one. I mean, I can see why because they're both they're fifth and sixth for goals for, but they also have. Very good clean sheets. Uh, okay. I was defenses. going off the uh, clean sheet record. <laughs> but, um, anyway, Brentford off the back of a solid performance against Palace away. Yeah. Should have arguably won the game. Will yeah. Tony cutting inside, feeding Rico Henry. Should mm. have put it away. But when they went 1-0 down, they changed to a three at the back. And it transformed them. That changed the dynamic of the game. Um, so maybe that's a future formation Brentford could look towards. Um, a concern for me as a... Brentford player owner would be Josh De Silva. Started on the bench, only came on for 18 minutes. I mean, the damn god effect. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Leeds, Ollie. Leeds, they're just they're brilliant at pressing on the uh, attacking transitions. Basically, yeah. they just cause havoc. Um, they've actually had a bit of drama today in the transfer window. Oh, they have. Um, their player that they were trying to get in to replace Dan James 
sat in the airport and then gets a bell from Nice as he's on the way to the plane, getting offered a better contract from Nice and has decided to stay. I was at work during my lunch break. I did a tiny bit on this guy, Dieng, about what was his stats from last <laughs> season in Liga, ready for the pod. And then he's going, Nice, unbelievable, <laughs> well, move off. I was like, thanks, mate. I've ruined my lunch break for you. Do you know what he did? The, 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 the pilot probably came, told him about the weather where he's landing and went, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. not. But I've got Joe Bryan coming in, feeding me from left back now. <laughs> a name leaving uh, Leeds, Dan yeah. James, and who will replace him in the lineup most likely? Sinistera, Ollie. Yeah, wanted to talk about Sinistera. He he was going to be my oddball last week for uh, game week five, but I wasn't allowed to do an oddball last week, so <laughs> I, I was not allowed. We were but pressed he for did, time. He he did he did net. I'd like to say so. He came off came on when um, Rodrigo went off injured. I can see him starting with Rodrigo still injured. Uh, Aronson move into the 10 position, which is what uh, we saw in previous games as well. Yeah. Um, and Sinistera, he, I mean, he played in the FA Cup as well. And I, that's when I saw him play for Leeds. And he was unbelievable then. And Gellhart started last game, but Bamford should come into the attack. I think lineup. Bamford's wow. back. So. Funny you should say that. Marsh, oh, don't break my heart. Don't break my heart. Said both of them could play up front. Wow. The conundrum. Of wow. That. This is breaking news. They may be playing up top together. I I, I don't want to alarm you, Jesse Marsh, but I need Bamford to play. Please. I can't have Ronaldo and Bamford not playing. When I go back to Leeds, should I let him know? Please. Um, But you mentioned Rodrigo injured. He's only out for three to four weeks, apparently. Yeah. So I keep yeah. hold of him, definitely. Sec, sec, uh, well, it says second of October. So what to do, apps, what to do with Rodrigo and Gamaros? I have both in my team and expected, both are expected to be out for a bit. Which would be the smarter drop for Paqueta or Anthony? Number one, I question this person for having Gamaros in the first place. <laughs> Ollie. As I said. Be in nice. The, in, we want these people to listen to uh, us. Well, I, I clearly doesn't listen. Before the season started, which Charles has also found out, he plays as a six, yeah. which is what I said. So Gamaros. I said, you. I mean, he's definitely got to go. Um, <laughs> but Rodrigo, I would say, hold on to. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. If, you, you know, if you're getting, get rid of him. Hopefully you'll have four midfielders. If, I mean, going by if you're going to get Paqueta or Anthony, I, I'm making big assumptions here, but I'm presuming you're probably quite low down in your league if you're trying there's, to get. There's them. nothing wrong with that, mate. <laughs> um, but I'd say yeah, either of them get them in for Bruno. Yeah. Moving on though to Newcastle against Palace. Ollie, Newcastle against Palace coming up. Well, in this game, there's only one place to start, and that's the new Newcastle signing, Alexander Izak. The man scored. <laughs> Should have had two. And, I mean, he was, what, a couple inches offside as well? But, I mean, even for that offside goal, just the way he, he goes down, has the pace to like get away from the players, chops inside past two of them, and then finishes it unbelievably. So we got asked on Twitter um, if... You're a Wilson owner. Is it still worth picking up Isak? Yes. 100%. For Wilson, I'd say. Arguably. Yeah, I am a Wilson owner and I would do that and just swap them out. I think even if you had Wilson or even if you wanted to keep them both and you maybe you think Wilson's going to retain the job or play a lot this season, just pick up Isak and trade him. His trade value is going to be so high right I, now. I, I'm saying now either they play together or Isak starts. I can't yeah. see them playing together though. The only way I can see that is is Isak can play on the right wing where they've got Almiron. But he's I don't. So good that's the top. thing. He's so good at the nine. I don't think yeah. that's going to happen. No. Yeah. But 
I I mean, it could. It's it's an option. Eddie Howe got asked about it. He said it's an option. I just feel bad for Callum Wilson. I mean, I own him, and he's been so good to start the season. He's just so injury prone. That's yeah. the that's the issue. Yeah. Um, Newcastle have got some injuries. Say Maximan. Yep. Say Maximan injured. Ryan Fraser came in, played well. Actually, I thought. Um, <laughs> bearing an, in an mind that he ball. Get, yeah, <laughs> he he's just he's just small small scottish man who just runs a lot and i'm just I, i'm I'm all for it he really does try he gives his all for eddie Howe, and i love it and uh ollie you're a zaha owner in pretty much every league you're in so you how is that ownership having in this week uh i i well this week listeners if uh any of you zaha owners are out there you probably maybe experience the same thing as me you go onto the app you see that 50 percent injury you know is he going to play? Is he not? You're thinking, oh, I'll just bench him for this week. I've got four other midfielders. I've got a team that can start. I'll play them. What's he do? Go get seven points. It's one of the rules we live by on this pod. Don't trust the app. Well, I do you know what the thing is as well? Is Stefan literally asked in the group chat, oh, it says 50% chance of playing for, I can't remember who it was. Do I listen to this? And I just, I flat out said no. I was like, no, you can't trust the app. And then... <laughs> And then My own it. team, I looked at it and went, yeah. oh, but it's 50%. Didn't do my, do your homework. See the app, see that they're injured. Do your homework. <laughs> One um, player that did play though, Henry, Olise. Oh, he was a baller, mate, all yeah. game. He terrorised Rico Henry uh, mm. to some extent. But no, he was good. First start for Palace. Um, back, hopefully see him uh, as a permanent fixture. Very exciting time. for them starting Eze, Zaha and Elise on the same team. Oh, deadly, mate. With Mateta up top. Deadly. Um, Newcastle have got West Ham, Bournemouth and Fulham coming up, which are pretty fav- favourable fixtures. Should we talk about Newcastle's defence, Will? Maybe my nail done? Nick Pope, mate. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to get a clean sheet this week against Palace, let me tell you. I'm willing to put the house on it. They were so solid against Liverpool. Yeah. Dan Byrne had Mo Salah in his back pocket, mate. Honestly, he's so good. What, Ollie hates him as well. Yeah. But Dan Byrne is him. class. Sven Bottman, I assume, rested Ollie. I presume, I presume so, just rotationally. Mm. He wasn't injured or anything that I know. Maybe he had a slight illness throughout the week or something. I am really big on the Newcastle defence, have been for a while. Um, XGA standards, they're not actually that high up there. I think they're 13th or 14th on 6.4, the same as Man United. However, I think that's a direct result from the City game um, because before that they were up in the top five. So, yeah, I'm big on the Newcastle defenders right now. But moving on to Brighton against Leicester. Henry, Henry, Brighton against Leicester this weekend. Yeah, two very contrasting starts uh, for these teams. Brighton... In electric form until they came up against the mighty Fulham. Oh, yeah. Um, and Leicester in dire straits. Yeah. Um, but as we were chatting earlier, can't see anything but a Brighton win here. Um, they pop teams off the park um, and they will pop this poor Leicester side off the park. Leicester as well. currently losing to United, Ollie. Um, can you see any salvation in picking up players for them? <sighs> Madison, Vardy, that maybe. Vardy's got an XG of 0.9 and an ex- expected assist of 0.4. Yeah, Tielemans really expected assist of one this season. He'll be moving though. But I, think before. I mean, I wouldn't go near him. And I'd definitely pick up Harvey Barnes. Yeah, sorry, let's get that out of the way. Oh He's yeah, class. I need to mention Harvey Barnes. Definitely. Interestingly up. though, Leicester are actually uh, fifth fifth best in expected goals against with five point six. I thought that was very shocking when but I found that out. They've conceded ten though. I know. So I don't know how. 
Their 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 defense is just. I. It, I mean, losing Fafana obviously now. The Fafana thing. They've got a new centre back that's coming um, as well. Yeah. So maybe I think Brendan Rodgers has already said he's coming in and playing. And Brighton defenders, Ollie. Bryson Defenders owning Dunk and Webster this week. Obviously, Dunk with the own goal. Oh, dear. But it wasn't all <laughs> all bad because Pereira got the assist. Mm, so it sort of nice. leveled itself out in the end. But another Brighton player has caught your eye. Okay. So, <laughs> listeners, nailed on this week. It's Estupinan. It's Estupinan. Estupinan. Uh, Estupinan. <laughs> uh, the man registered one ex- expected assist in his first game yeah. which is ridiculous to even think about um, he was playing left wing back for yeah. Brighton he is taken over from Kukurea they don't really have other options that they're going to play there so he's going to start week in week out he's rapid and he just puts balls into the box which I mean hopefully one day Danny Welbeck will put into the back of the net <laughs> well you mentioned Danny Welbeck he obviously missed the fixture against Fulham but Potter's saying he was being rested after because he's not used to basically this amount of games so early yeah. on, but he's back for the weekend, um, and le- and Brighton should be firing. Yeah, hopefully we get some Pascal Gross assists. Yeah, with uh, expected goals for him, one point eight expected assists, one point one. We've had a complaint from listeners, Ollie, about your pronunciation of a Pascal Gross. Gross. So I know I'm gonna, exactly I, I'm, who it is. I it's Tim, isn't it? I don't have the technology to play this live on air, so I'm going to have to edit it into the podcast. But I'm going to play it live for you guys now and to see what you think. Okay, here we go. Yeah, so that would be pronounced Pascal Gross in German. Gross. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm no. not doing that, listeners. <laughs> well, and specifically, like cold. specifically you, Tim. I'm not doing it for you. One more time. One more time for the listeners. Yeah, so that would be pronounced Pascal Gross in German. Gross. I don't know why he's whispering. But, yeah. Um, but anyway. This is the missus trying to go to sleep <laughs> next to him. We say um, we're down on Leicester, though, Will. Mm. I mean, Villa at home after this, both teams in desperate need of points. Leicester arguably the better side out of them too. And then Spurs away. But then after that, Forest at home. These are the games that uh, Leicester players are going to pick up points in. They've got the expected uh, goals against. They just need to sort out what they're doing up top, really, Leicester. Another team struggling to score goals at the moment. Wolves against Southampton. Ollie, Wolves are struggling to score. They scored yep. two goals. Haaland scored nine. Yeah. But they've signed a new striker. Yeah. 200 centimetres. Imagine <laughs> what? that. What? 200. There's two players taller than him, which are Dan Byrne and Fraser Foster. That 200 is it. Who are 201. Oh <laughs> I think he scored 15 goals around that last season. Yeah. Jimenez, I, I think, will still start up top for them. Um, but they do have very pacey wingers. Neto's look brilliant. I know and he hasn't had any goal contributions but he should have had one against Newcastle that got disallowed and I can't remember who but someone missed a chance midweek against Bournemouth that they should have tucked away from mm. his assist as well so he is on fire I think ne- yeah. I, I, I struggle with Neto because I just do see a lack of end product however he's a fantasy OG mate however we have been asked would you drop Neto for Paqueta no yes Go on, Ollie. Do, are we ever going to agree on anything? <laughs> <laughs> Any of these questions? Uh, no. Neto starts. Paqueta, 
He will start. I do you know what? I'm just very I, I don't like having new signings. Right. It's just one of my things. I think I got burnt like three years ago by just getting in like complete a team of complete new signings and then half of them just didn't start. Right. And I ever since then I'm just like Neto, I know what I'm getting. Like okay. I Paqueta could could be better. My yeah. thinking is that West Ham score more goals than Wolves. Paqueta will be therefore be involved in more of the goals because he'll be on set pieces and what have you. Wolves just don't score enough goals for me. Yeah, that, I mean, obviously that that is a glaring issue with Wolves, <laughs> but I just, I just, I just like, I just like Neto just yeah. starting every week, guaranteed two points, mm. and you know, probably every three weeks that's going to be more than two. Mm. And um, a quick word for Southampton. Oh, they were so good against Chelsea, mate. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> I know. He didn't have any like goal involvement at all, but Che Adams. You run Chelsea Riot, mate. And it made me slightly proud, you know, because you know yeah. how much I've been backing him <laughs> up um, over the last few years. Um, he's been brilliant. Yeah. And, uh, no, he was brilliant. But Oli, the Southampton defender that caught your eye. Parode. Yeah, he he was brilliant. Um, he was getting up and down the wing. Getting Got an in, assist. Yeah, getting into, getting into attacking areas. Um, I doubt he's probably picked up in a lot of your leagues. And if you're looking for a defender... Southampton aren't on the worst form at the moment and they've got Brentford at home, Villa away and Everton at home coming up which I think are very favourable fixtures for them. Also, Adam Armstrong getting a goal. I mean, he moved. Where did that come from? Big money move for him last summer Yeah, there was to Southampton. Didn't quite work out for him in the first season but could this be a turning point for him? Like it may, it may be. First goal since November, I think. Yeah, maybe. And if you've got a third striker that is just rotting on your bench, why yeah. not take a punt yeah. on Adam Armstrong? Say he scores again, then the whole league will want him. Mm, so you may as well take yeah. a punt. Uh, moving on though, Forest against Bournemouth. against Bournemouth, Ollie. I, I thoroughly enjoyed doing the analysis of this. Getting this, the, listen to these. Just stats, go, Ollie. Listeners. Just go. This shouldn't be televised. Forest, Forest expected goals eighteenth in the league, four point one. Bournemouth expected goals twentieth with one point eight. <laughs> one point eight expected goals for the whole team. Okay. Forest expected goals against. 20th in the league with 12.8. Bournemouth doing slightly better in 19th with 8.9. I don't want a condescending... A sore eyes. Now, what an... Uh, like... I don't want a condescending tone here, Ollie. Okay, okay. I like Forrest. Let's get ourselves up about this game. Yeah. These two are by far the worst teams in the league, but <laughs> I think they're almost equally as bad yeah. that it makes a good game. If you saw this, it would be top of the champion. Well, near the top of the championship, yeah. and you'd be like, "That's probably a big game for playoffs." And I'd happily sit down and watch that. But just because it's in the prem, we have this little all oh, the bottom of the league, mm. all their rubbish. You're the one driving that stigma, mate. Um, Scott Parker <laughs> getting sacked. That needs to be noted. Bournemouth, and then yeah. Bournemouth going on and getting a clean sheet and a nil-nil draw. With what are your Wolves. thoughts on that, Ollie? Scott Parker. Ah, oh, shocking. Anyway, let's talk players. Will Forrest, Nico Williams. 11 shots and 9 key passes nice. in the first 5 games. Expected assist 0.9. Ranks among the top 2 fantasy defenders in the game. Love that. Get yeah. Nico Williams in. Right wing back. Pedal to the medal. Bombing down the wing. Nico Williams. Expect a goal or assist for him this weekend. Right. They're, they're City battered Forest. Don't get us wrong. But Awani, when he came on, yeah. 
was actually quite good. They mm. put the ball up and he was bullying yeah. the uh, centre-backs of City. Diaz getting thrown about the place. Yeah. So um, he hasn't been starting. They've just played uh, Brennan Johnson up I, top. I think, to be honest, modern, this week, if you're, if you're um, anywhere in the league, I guess, and you're, if you've got some weakness in strikers, if you can pick up like a Forest or Bournemouth striker here, you feel quite confident about getting, getting I mean, for, Forest fixtures are Leeds away, Fulham at home, Leicester away. I mean, oh, right. this is where their season's going to be. It's season definers, really, yeah. isn't it? Already. So, yeah. you, you you you're looking at getting one of one of them them in, and hopefully that they're going to push forward a bit. Oh, also, final positive for Bournemouth. I uh, want to give this a shout out. Brooks back in back in Come training. Come on, die Brooks. He played. He's recovered from cancer. He played for the under 23s this week. Come on, son. I mean, he's a baller. He's he is he is a certified baller. So very happy to see him back. He's recovered from the cancer fully and he played his first game for the under-23s this week. So just want to give a little shout out to him. My oddball this week is, as I didn't get to talk about him last week, it's (laughs) Sinistera. Leeds' new big money signing of the summer. Yeah. Um, With Dan James gone, hopefully to Fulham. All fingers crossed things go well there. Um, he should be coming into the team. Man played very well in the FA Cup. I was very impressed when he came on for the injured Rodrigo. Nice. And I expect him to stay playing as well. Now Rodrigo has got his injury for the next mm. sort of four weeks or so. So I feel like he's going to really establish himself in a Leeds team. That is four, fifth or sixth, I think, for expected goals. Yeah. So I think get him in. Gonna get some goals and assists and win some game weeks. Just quickly before you go, Ollie, um, the oddballs this year have been absolutely on fire. Yeah, fire. These are barely oddballs. These are bankers. My balls are crystal, not hairy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fact. Can I put that in there? Probably yes, not. you can. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely can. Henry, who's got you up this week? It's Salah. Mohamed Salah will two assists against Newcastle, <laughs> despite doing absolute niche the whole game. He's uh, returned yeah. ten points. And that is why he's the fancy goat, mate. Mm-hmm. Who's got you up, Will? Uh, it's Bakayo Saka. Uh, he got an assist this week. And you know what? I was in such a like euphoric moment during the stadium that it didn't even clock he was in my team. It was that good. Living uh, in the moment. Exactly. Fully fully present. Um, Ollie, who's got you up this week? Uh, this week is Johnny from Wolves. Got a clean sheet. I know I, that's a really bit <laughs> boring pick, but I uh, transferred him in this week. I and, was actually uh, when you when you said you were getting him in, I was a bit like, Are you getting Johnny in? Yeah, just clean sheets, mate. But very wise. It's come through for you. Um, Henry, who's got you down this week? Uh it's gonna be two players, Will. I don't okay. know if I can say that. Don't know if that has been said before. First for the pod. <laughs> but uh Arsenal defenders, specifically William Saliba, Aaron Ramsdale. How are they not keeping a clean sheet against Villa? I I know it's a like we Arsenal have been on fire recently, <laughs> like to the start of the season, but They've got to be keeping a clean sheet against Villa for it, me. It was direct from a corner. Well, you and, look and like Ramsay, you're taking this person. And Ramsdale was fouled. I mean, they were... Villa he were was off. not fouled. That was embarrassing what he did. But you're the, saying that's a foul? <laughs> the word in the stadium that it was a foul. I haven't actually seen the replay. So, oh, And I'll be trusting the, uh, no, my surrounding you know Arsenal is, fans. I, I can already tell he's going to see that replay and he's going to say it's a foul. <laughs> yeah, it was embarrassing. Look, it was direct from a corner. They played very well. Ramsdale let me down. Okay. Ollie, who let you down? Will, it's myself. Ouch. I deep. let myself down this week. How come? I left Alvarez on the bench 
and Zaha. I mean, oh. the fifty. I lit as, as I've already talked about in the pod. <laughs> I didn't do my own homework on Zaha. I left him on the bench. I still won this week. Don't worry, listeners. Still won, um, beating Will. But it is one of those things. I am. I'm upset with myself for doing that and uh, not following the rules I have. And I, I had an inkling Alvarez was going to play against Forest, and I just. Yeah, it's not like you, Ollie. Will, who got you down this week? It's Patrick Bamford. Wow. I'm starting to get worried that I have another um, strike on my hand that is going to play like a total of five games this year. I had that last year with him. Yeah. Um, I need him to come on and start scoring scoring some goals because otherwise it's not looking good for me. Uh, Henry, this is the big one. Yeah. Who is top of your waiver? Off the back of Josh De Silva starting on the bench for Brentford is going to be Harvey Elliott, mate. I'm around hovering around mid-table right now. I'm thinking Anthony, Abamyang. Uh, Paqueta and a few others will be gone before um, before me before yeah. I'm allowed to trade for um, I think Javier let starts now every game permanent fixture in that Liverpool midfield uh, was player of the match definitely for me last night against Newcastle um, and I could see him getting a, a couple goal involvements yeah. uh, especially playing in that fluid Liverpool team I mean I had him until last week and dropped him based off a Twitter poll so um what I've learned is don't trust Twitter. I mean, if I need to learn that. We'll go to you, Will. Who's top of your waiver? <laughs> well, it was going to be Anthony until um, the draft app decided that I couldn't pick him up this week. Uh, quite frustrating. So I'm going to go for Anthony Gordon. Wow. Nice. Uh, namesake, kind of. But I think um, Calvert-Lewin coming back soon-ish. Um, Gordon obviously in great form at the moment. Yeah, I mean, they've got some tough fixtures coming up, which is my only worry about Everton. However, I just don't know how long for, uh, that Frank has there, to be honest. And if anyone's going to turn around, it's going to be Gordon at the moment. I mean, hopefully he's not going to go to... Well, it doesn't sound like he's going to move no, he's anywhere. Staying. So, um, yeah, Anthony Gordon for me. Ollie, returning to you. Top of my wave wire this week, Adam Armstrong. Like Henry was saying. Oh, God. God I was saying that as a stretch. <laughs> get, get him in as a gamble. Uh, there is literally no one out there that I want <laughs> in my team. That's the issue. I want no one in my team. Um, I'm happy with my squad right yeah. now. So there's no one I need. Hmm. But if if I had to go for someone, I mean, looking down our our personal thing, why has no one got Davison Sanchez? Gonna <laughs> yeah, jump on that? I think Romero's back this weekend or yeah. weekend after. But no, you are right. Um, I think a play. I know he's already been picked up because you've picked him up, Ollie. But a player who wouldn't have been picked up in other leagues, Andreas Pereira for Fulham. Yeah, I think he needs to be picked up. Definitely. He links so well with Mitrovic. Work like workhorse. In can I just, can I can I just say something about? It? <laughs> I'm slightly worried about though being an Andreas Pereira okay, owner, okay. which I think other people should be. Yeah. Willian coming in. Willian he was a set piece specialist at Chelsea and Arsenal. He doesn't start, mate. He, I mean, he was dreadful at Arsenal. Had his contract terminated by this Brazilian club or whatever. <laughs> You're fine the way you are. Just don't let Willian start. He's starting. <laughs> he literally he's starting. We 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 need wingers, which is why we've got him in. He's starting. So Andres Pereira's going out of the team. No, no, no. He's staying in the team. I'm just saying, is he going to be on set pieces still? Mm, That's the only issue I have that I need to keep an eye on. Good point, Ollie. What matchup are you looking forward to this week? It's Brighton against Leicester with Dunk and Webster. Leicester. Oh, nice. With the poor scoring form they're on. Yeah. Brighton at home. I'm looking for a double clean sheet from them too. Nice. Henry? So I'm going to go big or go home here, Will. Okay. Got Ramsdale in my team. Here we go. No, he's picked up a knock. You got United away. He's dropping to the bench, resting for a week. Dean Henderson coming in. 
Bournemouth at home. True. I'm ready to risk it all. Dean Henderson, uh, top point scorer for goalkeepers mm. in the league, probably because the amount of shots he has to save yeah. every single week. But um, yeah, he's going in my team. Will, what matchup have you? Will, what matchup has got you excited this game? Really? I'm going for Damsgaard, Leeds at home. I think he hasn't been uh, he hasn't registered a goal involvement yet. He hasn't started yet though. However, I think this weekend he could come into the team and I feel like hopefully he can get me some returns. Um Leeds obviously, you know, looking good, but I think Brentford now have had two draws in a row and they'll be looking for a win here at home. Um Ollie, what have you learned this week? Not to trust the injury app. Not not You only just, learned that this week. Well, I I I've I've relearned it. <laughs> I've revised it, you could say. Okay. Um do not trust that because I had Zaha sat on the bench with seven points. Um and also Alvarez is a baller. Yeah. Yeah, that's fact. That's, that is a fact. Henry, what have you learned this week? Um, I've learned to sort of be patient, Will. Um thirty points this week, probably another loss incoming <laughs> but no clean sheets for my defenders or goalkeepers this would normally be a time for panic to set in mm. which it was last night for me woke up this morning clear head talked to a couple of my colleagues at work they're like your team's good don't worry so it's sometimes good <laughs> to get that. a one, second one opinion on the job. <laughs> yeah time it's, it's sometimes good to get a second opinion of your team to yeah. just relax yourself you know so ask a mate who you can trust do your do your work colleagues know that you do a podcast on fancy draft uh yes they do do they actually yeah i was doing notes for it in the office today <laughs> <laughs> no this is work it's gonna kick off trust me um will what have you learned this week um i've learned that sometimes you have to go backwards to go forwards right um, what's this cryptic message <laughs> <laughs> what's this all about um i, I i've lost well, well, is it now five in a row? Yeah. Four in a row? I've lost four, four or five in a row and things were going badly and I was panicking. However, calm head, I took another loss and hopefully next week, this time we'll be doing this podcast, I'll have Anthony in my team. Now, I'm not going to say he's going to solve everything, but I need a point scoring midfielder. That That is the position I need. I've taken the losses on board. I mean, I didn't get Isak last week. That's fine. As long as I get Anthony, it's good. Yeah. So that's what I've learned. Okay. That losing is all right. Yeah. For a bit. And then winning again is good. Yeah. Anyway, guys, um, good app today, boys. Yeah. Thanks very much for coming on. Really um, enjoyed it, Will. Thanks for having yeah. me. Thank um, you. Listeners, what we are going to do is we are going to bring out another episode early next week reviewing uh, the new signings that you want, you're going to want. I mean, I'll definitely be having Ollie Radford on that one, our oh, transfer yeah. expert. Um, because obviously you cannot pick up the new signings um, that have just been made for this weekend's fixtures. But good luck in your matchups this week. Uh, we will see you again next week for those two podcasts. Uh, check out the Twitter at EWG underscore podcast. We recently hit 400 followers. We did. Big up. Come on. And uh, yeah, see you later. Bye.